Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Queer Tokyo podcast. My name is Videl, and I'm the global head of audio at Bookwire. This is a new podcast about digital publishing through the lens of NFTs, crypto, and blockchain, where every week we dive into this new and fast moving world, looking at how authors and publishers can take their first steps in creating digital originals and NFTs. So, welcome everyone to our latest episode. And today I'm joined by our two co founders,、uh, John and Jens. John, hi, Jens, hello. Hello, Videl. Hi, Videl. Hey, hey. Hi, Jens. Good to have you here. So,、um, we have another really jam packed episode this week, and I think we're going to cover a couple of things. We certainly want to tell people、um, coming up in the episode about our latest drop. We have some exciting news about the next phase of our, what we're calling our eternal masterpiece collections. And before that, before that interesting news, which is going to be like a hint about what's coming next with the latest drop, we have, we're very happy to have a fantastic NFT expert and consultant whose name is Dominic, Dominic Blylevens. And we're really happy to have him here today to talk to us about、uh, many things, but we really wanted to focus a little bit on this episode on communities and the value Uh, that communities create and how they enrich NFT projects. So we want to dive into that in a little bit more detail. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to have you, Dominic. So, I mean, where should we start with this? We have probably, as always, I have more questions in my head than answers. So I'm looking to you to help us and to guide us and our listeners because I think I don't know much more than our listeners, to be honest. I'm on this adventure as well. So, Talk us, you know, you have, you have a lot of experience in the NFT world. You also are an owner of some pretty interesting NFTs, which maybe you can tell us about, but also specifically through this lens of communities. And how does that, how does that all work and how can it help? Yeah. So my NFT journey has been a ride indeed because I joined the NFT world last October. So quite, quite some time ago.、Um, and the first community I discovered was the So Rare community, which was my first NFT, a soccer player on the blockchain,、uh, where you can line up your, your dream team、uh, to win you prizes if they score in real life. And that was definitely one, one of the first、uh, really interesting community experiences because、uh, you had、uh, so many soccer fans、uh, getting their first NFTs. So, a really interesting、uh, combination. And from there, in, yeah, I, I discovered more and more what, what NFTs are about. And end of June,、um, I got myself a board ape. And、uh, that、wow. might, yeah, that, that might be a, a name some of you have heard of already. Yeah, we've, we've talked a little bit, we touched upon the Board Ape、um, uh, Yacht Club、uh, before. So that's super interesting. How did you, I think, first of all, I just wanted to say, I love the fact that you said you've, you've been in this scene a long time since last October, which to many people listening might feel like that's five minutes ago. But I think that's really interesting because that tells you how new this is and how fast it's moving that someone like you, who's an expert in the field, saying that's a long time in this world. Yeah, definitely. The, the time in the NFT space、uh, flows faster or slower, depending on, on your perspective. It feels like the last year was a decade. Wow.、Um, because so many things happened in the NFT space.、Um, it feels like yesterday when I got my board Abe. And、um, of course, there are people who have been there like,、uh, even earlier. So, 2017, when the CryptoPunks came out,、um, the, the, the real OGs, how you say,、um, they, they've been here for, for even longer. But、um, the, the rush of this year's NFTs、um, yeah, was, was a 
totally new one. And uh, I think we, we get more and more mainstream. Right. And I think it's certainly been a year for headlines. I mean, can you tell us a little bit more about um, the community aspect of what you find interesting about the, the community aspect behind things in your experience, whether that's Bored Ape or something else, and just to kind of take us into the world a little bit about um, if you are both from the creator side and also from the, the, the owner's side, I guess. Sure. So um, I think what's really fascinating is the uh, how you can connect with like-minded people because it's uh, the space is so new and people love to experiment. So like on the on the creator side, you get so many new experiences, new completely new artworks. So there there is a platform where you have uh, uh, artworks that are defined by the uh, the time of the day. So during the day it is uh, like a light artwork and during the night it turns actually to a night version of the same artwork and it's like uh, it's it's night in the artwork and that's only possible because you can now create based on code um, artworks which is or where where artworks change what they represent based on parameters based on code so from the creator side from the artist side that's super interesting and from the community side, um, you have communities that come together, that create together, um, for example, um, the, the web series Deadheads, where you have uh, the, the voice actors, the, the 3D designers, the, everything is, comes from the community and people who make suggestions from the community. So I think that's a very unique time in where we have this opportunity. And I mean, maybe just a kind of practical question where, I mean, I think I know the answer or some of it, but where does this community exist? How do we, where is it? Yeah, usually uh, uh, every project has a Discord server. Right. Um, that's where most projects are, which um, Discord servers allow you to uh, verify ownership so that only owners from this specific collection can access specific channels. And uh, and by this, you have this place. There are also new sites and websites that are created where communities can come together. But uh, right now, Discord is the place to be. Cool. Thank you. Dominic. I know that you see your board ape not only as a digital asset, you you see it as as you mentioned before as an as an entry code in a in a big community. Was it right from the beginning? Because I'm interested when you decided to buy the 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 board ape. Was it because of community or was it because of of wanting to own a strong digital asset? Because you were really, I think, a, a very early adopter. Uh I'd say both, because um, on one hand, of course, I saw the, the rise of the board apes. I saw that they might become really valuable, like from a, just from an asset point. But on the other hand, I thought about launching my own project. It is a good network in the end. So to be in that community, you, you identify with others, you have a really valuable connections you can access and apes uh, support each other. So uh, I thought, okay, if I launch my own project, I will need certain network, uh, a certain network to promote this even. So it was uh, on one hand, of course, okay, this might become more valuable. Uh, and on the other hand, I like to have good network uh, uh, conditions um, or, or, or networking partners. Yes, and I know that you have a NFT project 
uh, on your own where you're working on with your with with some of your friends. That's very interesting. Maybe you can uh, talk about that. But today we had a meeting together because you're working for Creatokia too with your company Craft Clarity. You're one of our freelancing advisors for for Creatokia, and um, we had these three important points that make NFT projects successful. It's visibility out of my perspective a community and of course strong drops can you can you talk about your your own nft project how you are trying to achieve these three three points in a way yeah sure yeah so uh, we are indeed working on a project uh, it is called the friends of dionysus uh, and uh, it's our attempt to connect the the physical with the nft world Uh, because uh, we will build a real-life winery. And a community is one uh, one of the most important aspects here because uh, we want to have it a community-led winery so that as a community, you make decisions on how is the wine label, how much do we want to produce, like all of that stuff. In our first phase, we will have a community where, where the community comes together uh, and makes these first decisions. And we have a, an excellent artist. Uh, he's doing amazing illustration illustrations. Uh, so that's definitely a, a big thing. And I can't wait to share more. Uh, there have been first teasers on uh, Twitter and Discord. But that's uh, definitely important. And then, of course, uh, if, you, if you talk about uh, big drops, uh, we call it the drops of wine, where you actually get physical wine. All right. So at a uh, at a low cost uh, for everyone who's part of the community, for everyone who's uh, who owns our NFT. I would like to to talk a little bit about the um, about the fascination and why community makes so much sense in the NFT world. When you think about the media world, it has always kind of worked with community. I mean, even the Beatles had a fan club in the '60s and the early '60s, and um, so community to kind of multiply attention for media pro products. Is in, that's nothing new. Uh, um, the question is, what is new uh, in the NFT world? Uh, we have maybe had this democratizing impact of self-publishing uh, a couple of years ago so that people were able to use the productivity tools to, to make content themselves. That was a step away from big houses making stuff for consumers. So uh, this uh, old push world... Um, and now, based on this technology layer, something is really different that brings somehow creators on some kind of eye level. Is, is that the fascination why community works much better in the NFT space or is so important? Mm, so I think there are many things are coming together here because the, the self-publishing opportunity, as you say, um, has been there and now might get into a new stage where uh, you can even easier connect with people who read your book, because you have these communities on Discord, for example. What's also super fascinating about NFTs is that you can earn royalties on every secondary sale, as if you someone buys your book uh, and then they decide to, to sell it on, whatever the reason, it's possible to get 10% of these sales. And I think that's a, a super unique thing to, to happen because that was not possible until now. So I think that that's definitely a different points. And as a community, you can even uh, directly interact, like as an author, interact with your readers, maybe share work in progress. I mean, you, you could have done this um, before, but now you can directly embed this into the techno technology. And, and is it 
also about participation. I mean, not only financially, you, you said it right. It's about participation in the creation process, but you could also argue that's not new. Some kind of collaborative projects have been there before, but uh, I've just read recently that, uh, and you will know this better in the Bored Ape Club, um, there was this big license deal that was made. And then the club said, okay, we will share 50% of the royalties with the community. This is somehow groundbreaking. I, I think that the big media product, it's, it's groundbreaking that a media product Uh, has developed out of this community and they are now signing record deals with universal music and making movies and what i mean it's it's become a super strong ip within months and now they're even saying okay we don't now thank you community great that you supported us but we'll make the money now they're giving the money back to the community that that is to me groundbreaking Uh, that's definitely one point the other point is that everybody has the commercial right to their ape And that's not every NFT has has this. So every project can can define what people can do with their NFT. So it might be different from from every from any collection. But in the board apes, you have the full commercial rights, which means that new brands have been created in this um, big IP. While one ape owner can can found a company with his visual with his ape, right? So you have a a universe of brands. Uh, or you will have an even bigger universe where new brands are created out of ape owners. But also uh, recently Adidas Originals, they bought an ape as well and they do a collaboration with the Board Ape Yacht Club. So you have you will have a universe of brands which own and and use the the Board Apes as an identity, as a as an image, as a um possibility. Um and now I'm coming back to your point that the community can earn Uh, money with it you have the project uh, for example and it's actually one one really fascinating lit literature project uh, it's called jenkins the valet uh, who is co-writing with other board apes a book with neil strauss a new york best-selling author and you can license your ape into the book so what i did with my ape i licensed of course you need the nft of the of the jenkins the valet project um, and then Uh, you can license it, and then when the book is uh, launching, you get a license share or a commission fee. So, so you can you can use your ape, license it, and what I, depending on which NFT I got from the project, the one I got, I will get an actual il illustration of my ape into the book, so I can even uh, it's even represented in in it. So, yeah, that's that's definitely super interesting. These these completely new possibilities that come up. Super cool to be part of this project then so it's about co-creation -co co-ownership co-co-co-a lot that's that's really the new level probably yeah yeah definitely that's something where we are heading for two not on that level with characters but in the Creatokia project we have the Creatokens, the key to Creatokia, which have different utilities uh with it and one interesting thing and this is where it comes up the community again is that We asked the, you had the idea, of course, Dominic, to ask the, uh, the community of Creatokia what questions we could answer in this episode. And you asked in the, in the Creatoken room, which can only be addressed by Creatoken owners in our Discord server. And, and I think you have, you have two questions, uh, that you are able to ask us now. And, and hopefully we are, we are able to answer them in interaction with our community. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So uh, I can ask one question by 
uh, Ligretto, they asked, I'd be curious to hear about the criteria and process you are facing when picking NFT material, legal aspects, why currently public domain, way forward beyond that. What are first learnings from putting together the collections? I think I'm the person who should answer that. We decided for the Eternal Masterpiece Collection as the beginning project uh, of Creatokia because of two aspects. At first, um, yes, these works are copyright free, so we can easily like enhance them, enrich them with original art, like recording and drawn art without it to license it elsewhere. And we want to show what Creatokia is capable of, that you are able to buy a literature or an audio NFT or an art NFT, and you are able to trade it and collect it. And there are some gamification ideas behind this um, sets of eternal masterpieces that we release each Wednesday. And of course, the whole platform is about um, the strength and the ideas of authors of all times. And so it's it's out of our perspective, uh, given that we like um, celebrate the big stories that are already there. And, you know, it's all a big circle. There's adventure literature, there are philosophers, utopian literature, science fiction literature, and it's all based on something. And I think with such strong brands as um, Mark Twain or uh, The Treasure Island or something like that, really something that everyone knows, it makes clear what Creatokia is about. But yes, of course, we are still in a, in a starting phase. So these are the very early collections. They are there once and they won't be released again. It's just telling the story of Creatokia, what, what the platform is there for. And several people believe in that story by themselves, the key to Creatokia, enter that stage and, and collect this stuff because they love the stories or the artwork. Awesome. Thank you for, for the reply. Jens, you were talking about the Board Ape Yacht Club and how they are sharing their, well, sharing their wealth and the growing value with the community. How, how does that actually happen? I mean, from a kind of practical point of view. And maybe that feeds into a question that we had from, from someone from our uh, Discord community who is asking something kind of along the same lines, but in a more general way, which was that they would like to hear more about copyright and IP and how authors and publishers are protected within the Creatokia sphere. I think we should talk about that a little bit. I think that would be super interested. Not an easy, quick answer, but I think it's for sure it's a discussion point. Should I get on that? Go for it. So, uh, yeah, sharing, sharing the wealth from a practical point of view is that in the case of, of the uh, Jenkins the Valet project, you license your ape, you sign a, a contract. Um, so it's an actual, uh, not a smart contract where NFTs are published on, but an actual written uh, document. And uh, then when the NFT launches the project uh, and the sales come in, um, then you get a revenue share. And also a really interesting mechanic they used is if you don't own an ape, you are, you still have an incentive to own one of the Jenkins of Valley uh, NFTs because you can uh, collaborate with an ape owner who doesn't have a Jenkins NFT. So what I did, I asked uh, Danny, uh, Danny P3D, who did the amazing 3D animations for our Korea token. He is also a board ape owner. And I asked him if he also wants to be part of the, of the book. And so I could, uh, he signed a paper, I signed a paper, and now we have both uh, uh, licenses in, in the book. And in the end, uh, you get the payout uh, to your wallet ID, so uh, to your you know, MetaMask wallet. And yeah, that's the practical way of uh, 
how we in the end hopefully get some some money back from that. Yeah, I think the question is from uh, A.L. Vadell <laughs> uh, out of the Creatokyo community. And, um, well, at first, um, you're protected by the originality of your copyright because you mint your work on Creatokia. And so it's inscribed on the blockchain who did it. And we, if you have an account on, on Creatokia, we absolutely know who you are. And that's the interesting thing that really proves what's original. Imagine if Michelangelo or Caravaggio had the opportunity to mint, uh, Uh, on the blockchain and there were a proof that there are the real Michelangelo and the real Caravaggio. Everybody would know that these works are really from then. Now it's proven because of scientists of, of art history and stuff. But this is, this is the first where, where you really make sure that it's originality. And of course, there's lots of unlockable content on Creatokia, which can only be addressed uh, and opened and unlocked if you are a token owner, which means that you are an NFT owner. And when I buy your uh, book or your audiobook or your artwork or whatever, um, I'm only able to open my digital original when I have that NFT in my wallet. Otherwise, Creatokia won't let me in. So that's the next thing of protection. So... Well, it's not a copy protection. Of course, when I download the unlockable content and I share it to other people, it will be a copy. But remember again, the Mona Lisa, only one can own it. But of course, several people know about it. And it's your thing to share stuff with others if you, if you want to do it. Of course, there are still issues about money earning when you do something like that. So maybe it's not allowed to do it. Yeah. It depends on what rights are within the NFT, like Dominic explained before, what rights do you buy? But again, the real big hack for the decentralized economy is that if this digital original is sold again, you are able to participate uh, as the smart contracts draws the line again from the value of reselling. And and I think that's that's really fascinating me the most, that that you are putting out objects of art which can be traded which can be collected and you're still part of the game uh, and not uh, only an auction house or, or, or something like that. So I think that's, that's really the creator's tool and copyright aspect uh, we, we bring in with Creatokia. It's a long answer, but it's all that, I think. Very interesting. Thank you. And about, I mean, how about in general and, and in relation to, and maybe I'm asking John as well and anyone, uh, Jens, John, but how is it, uh, how is it going to work with Creatokia and this whole issue around IP? Because it's pretty central to everything, the value. I would even add a bit on, on that. Um, it's, uh, uh, everything like I, I couldn't agree more on, on these new opportunities. And one thing I'd like to add on the IP aspect. Of course, there is a. Uh, there have been cases where uh, artists took, uh, for example, they selected an amazing artist who publishes uh, their their drawings on on Instagram, uh, copies them and publishes them as the first person on the blockchain, um, because this artist who's publishing on Instagram doesn't do it right. But in this case, uh, the uh, although we are in the in the crypto space in the uh, un <laughs> For many people, seen as the un, uh, the space without laws, uh, the same laws apply. And if uh, this is discovered, um, there is a totally normal copyright friction um, where you can sue the the publisher or the not the publisher but the person who stole the art. 
um, and the same same principles apply. So um, you're protected by law. So that's uh, definitely another uh, point uh, I wanted to make on, on IP. Yeah, great. So Dominic, I mean, creating communities, that's been something that marketing experts have been working on for a long time already so uh, when you look at the at the nft space now um, and of course there are communities that work better than others we've talked a lot about the apes now um, but let's put them aside for a moment because there are a lot of other interesting projects so which communities did get your attention so what uh, what raised your attention that you said that you said like i want to be listening here or part of it or participate or uh, well had some fear of missing something if you're not part of that community yeah uh there, there are too many to be honest but uh, i can for sure uh, uh go through a few uh, one nft that fascinated me a lot and maybe some some of you heard of that as well the v friends from gary vaynerchuk uh he's a marketing genius entrepreneur uh, with global media brands. Um, so he launched his uh, NFT in May. I was lucky enough to also buy one um, at, at launch, which was uh, uh, also quite a good decision. And he connects the NFT also with uh, real life benefits because it's a ticket to his conference for the next three years, um, which is also quite a new model um, where you uh, where it's not just one ticket, but three. And some even give access to him so that you can play with him a round of basketball or other experiences. And uh, what he's uh, doing for, for the community, um, they're doing uh, lots of lots of activities in the Discord, on Twitter, on every social channel. And of course, like the best uh, thing to, to happen is that you can actually gather as a community in a conference who, where you are with like-minded people. Um, so that's definitely one. Then uh, one project I'm I'm really following uh, is uh, uh, Fluff World. I think I've mentioned it in the in the German podcast episode as well, where you also have, uh, for example, that so they are uh, rabbits, uh, like 3D models of rabbits, where they did a community contest of who's doing the best uh, animation video. So uh, you could download the 3D model and then you could do your own music video or your own uh, animation with these uh, 3D models. And there have been fascinating pieces, although the, the, the people, uh, many of them are not professionals. And you have, again, the, the, this uh, mechanic where, where a community gets together and creates together. So, um, yeah, these, these are two projects I, I really uh, like. And if you, if you break it down to what you really need to create a community. So certainly it is something like authenticity because you don't want to have like marketing, like people just thinking of something. It would probably not work. So you have to fill it with life, right? Is, is there a, like a, some easy do's and don'ts that you could share? Things that are always important or things that you should never do? So uh, it's definitely a journey. Um, I think there are many challenges depending on the project, depending on the brand. But uh, I think so. One important thing is to be there, to be active. And if it's on Discord, to be active on there, reply to uh, people's questions, uh, especially in the beginning. And onboard them. You have many people who join the NFT space for the first time. Um, they need to um, need to be guided. So be there for the community. And then, of course, 
there are different mechanics to engage with them uh, on on so for example what we did for for the last drop and uh, also today to make a riddle uh, out of the next drop create something people can guess what what we will drop on on Wednesday so uh, there are different mechanics you can do probably we could do even more on on the Creatokia Discord server and there will be more but uh, yeah so there and also um, uh, keep them safe let's say. Let's call it that, because um, there are people who try to to scam people who pretend they are the project creators and then uh, ask people in the in personal messages. So um, and it's important to to let the community know that um, this can happen and that they should never, for example, give out their password, their seed phrase, their uh, yeah anything that could um, that could be. Uh, used to to um, scam them because yeah it's it's unfortunately it's happening that's definitely important uh to to keep them safe that's a good point i think it's it's so much about trust right keeping like people in the safe place and uh helping them to have fun with nfts because finally it's not only about like the assets it's really about like having fun together and experiencing something right Yeah, definitely. And for example, we also have a, a book club channel on, on the Creatokia Discord where you can, like, it's not connected to NFTs, but people can just share what they read, which books they love. So you can just share, yeah, which books you like. Uh, and it's, it's actively made. So because as you say, it's not, not all about, uh, NFTs, but building a community. And if there's great literature, great books, uh, people in the community should, yeah, recommend them to each other, um, and build a book. A virtual book club. So Dominic, it's been a real pleasure to have you. Thank you. Um, just feel feels like we've just got the tip of the iceberg here, but hopefully, I think hopefully our listeners will be a little bit inspired to find out more, uh, which also means to keep tuning into our podcast, of course. But I mean, it's been great to get your perspectives on communities, and I'm glad we kind of drilled into it a little bit about um, about best practice and things to avoid. And I think it's been really, really valuable to have you with us. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Really enjoying to work uh, with the Korea Tokyo team on this uh, huge next step of uh, digital publishing. Bye, Dominic. Amazing. Thank you. Bye-bye. So what we also want to talk about now, guys, uh, John and Jens, is which uh, is another, of course, part of why we're doing these weekly um, podcasts episodes is because we have started weekly drops. We had the first one last week. And John, maybe you can tell us a little bit about the next drop, which is happening this Wednesday. What's coming? Yes. Oh, the Eternal Masterpiece Collection continues every Wednesday. And uh, last week we had The Adventurers. And this week on Wednesday, we will drop another set of authors. It's called um, The Visionaries and the Philosophers. And I can reveal here on this podcast what the content will be. And it will be, of course, the grandfather uh, of, I think, every science fiction or steampunk story on Earth, Jules Verne. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and then uh, the other grandfather of all steampunk and science fiction uh, literature called H.G. Wells, but this will be a German drop, uh, The Time Machine in German, Die Zeitmaschine. And uh, then we will have John Milton with Paradise Lost with, an, with a nice excerpt from that, and um, Friedrich Nietzsche, uh, a philosopher, uh, I think. A very big one. Well, 
yeah, a really big one. And he, he went mad at the end of his life. I think that's well known yeah. with his masterpiece work called Also Sprach Zarathustra. And the last one is Arthur Schopenhauer, Die Welt als Wille und Vorstellung. And all of these drops are again, well curated text excerpts out of the book, a very nice stained glass artwork and a, a spoken recording of absolutely premium and type A speakers uh, out of our production studios. And again, it will be the Eternal Masterpiece Collection will have uh, around 100 drops and they will increase in intensity a little bit. But these first ones, there will be no more. So if you want to be part of that first pillar uh, of the story and building of Creatokia, you should now buy that once. <laughs> and I think uh, you mentioned Nietzsche, but I think um, if anyone's a Kubrick fan, then there's, an, there's a really important connection because of the music in that movie. So maybe I wouldn't even explain it. Go and Google, go and check out the movie, see the, see the soundtrack because the music is amazing and there's a piece of music in there which is very closely linked to Nietzsche. So that's a cool choice. Yes, it's true. Yeah. So thanks, John. Thanks for, um, thanks for the heads up. I think everyone needs to come and check out the drop on Wednesday, Visionaries and the Philosophers. Really, really interesting next part of the collection. And as ever, please stay tuned to uh, the Discord channel. If you haven't signed up to the newsletter, please go to creatokia.com, sign up to the newsletter, um, where you'll really be, that's the best way to be kept up to date with everything that we're doing, right? Yes, absolutely, Videl. As we found out in this episode, community is the key. So please join our community uh, because it's an ongoing podcast. Your questions will be answered there. You will find other like-minded people who might be interesting like you are or like we are in Digital Originals in next step, next level steps for the publishing industry. So please join the Discord server or follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, like digital people do when they are interested. Absolutely. And I would like to remind us as maybe some kind of closing statement that the Board Ape Yard Club, maybe the biggest NFT community so far, is just seven months old. So isn't that isn't that interesting? Isn't that fascinating? So let's let's assume what's gonna be happen. Uh, what's going to happen within the next six or seven months in this space. And, um, well, we're in this together with the Creatokia podcast and the Creatokia project. And it's, it's, it's really exciting. So I, I can't, I would like to have a time machine and, well, move one year ahead and then see what we're building at this point. So it, it's really fascinating. Just that was some, like, I wanted to remind everybody. So because it always seems so like oh, so cool that how we're talking about it, but actually it's we are really in the middle of something totally new. We should we should keep reminding ourselves about that. Jens, you can have the time machine from HD Wells uh, right. as an NFT, and it will be one of the first literature NFTs ever. So, and I have to say I haven't got that yet. So okay, that's so your mission, Jens. Yes. Now and buy no, no, soon. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Wednesday, right? <laughs> Okay, guys, that was fun again. Thanks for having me here uh, again. I, I, I was missing in the last two episodes, so I'm back. Good to have you back. So goodbye to all and everybody. Uh, talk to you next week and stay tuned on the island of Kriotokia. Goodbye. Bye-bye.